I'm Tom Ferguson, CEO of Rise Southern Biscuits and Righteous Chicken. Uh, we're recording our third episode of Steadfast Durham, where we talk to different food and beverage owners here in the Triangle about how they're dealing with the virus. So my guest today is Dorian Bolden. Hey, yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah, my name is Dorian Bolden. I'm a CEO, uh, Chief Vision Officer of uh, the BU Group, uh, which is a uh, parent company for BU Cafe, our downtown flagship uh, restaurant and cafe, and uh, BU Blue Coffee, which is our coffee shop um, grab-and-go retail concept uh, currently on the campus of Duke University. And uh, yeah, man, I've been in business for over 10 years. Uh, started BU Cafe downtown when, you know, very few people really, uh, you know, consider coming to Durham. And uh, we've kind of morphed from a coffee shop into a really cool cafe, restaurant, late night uh, live music venue and expanded our coffee shop concept into its own unique thing with BU Blue Coffee back in 2018. You know, so you, you and I talked a few times over the last year about business a little bit and kind of what's in front of us, but I don't think either one of us had any idea of what we had in store for us with this virus. But how are you hanging in there with all this? Ah, man, I tell everybody, man, it's a dog fight, you know, and man, it's funny. You're right. I remember uh, listening to you, uh, I think a week and a half ago, one of the business town hall meetings. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your sentiment because it was very similar to it. Just one of those where I'm just having to dig deep and really just kind of, kind of bunker down and, and think outside the box. You know, I was um, I shared with someone the other day about, you know, you're entitled to feel deflated. You know, you're entitled to feel um, defeated. Uh, and so we all go through that. I went through that moment. And but at, at some point you got to make a decision to say, uh, get out of your emotions and get back focused and, and get and get back to it. And I think for me, when I made that decision, you know, a level of clarity kind of came back in and we came up with some great ideas and started partnering with some other people and started doing some uh, changing and pivoting our business into more of a, d- a door delivery platform. And, you know, again, it's, it's still an uphill battle, but, you know, we're not necessarily sinking as much. And I'm, I'm hearing more and more, you know, the restaurants, man, that are, you know, with that same attitude and same mindset, you know, we're all going to, you know, pull through this thing together. Yeah, I think we will. Just just got to fight through it a little bit. We plateaued in Rise this last week. We basically did the same sales we did the week before. And now we're starting to see a little uptick this week. So I feel like we've hit our bottom, like you just said. And now it's like just to get through it. You know, you're I think right. You just get through this. The other side's going to be less crowded because not everybody feels like giving up the fight, right? Exactly. You, you learn so much in these situations that it takes years to learn as much as we've learned in three weeks. <laughs> That's for damn sure. I was talking to somebody, man, I was like, you know, I've been through a lot of shit, man, in 10 years of business. And you're right, still nothing can prepare you for anything like this. But it's kind of cool though, you still realize because we're all kind of in that same damn boat of struggling of, you know, limited resources, customers can't come out. Again, everybody is on the same level playing field of, how do you figure it out? That's kind of helping me in my middle state too. When I realized like when it happened in 09, I was hit harder with catering than restaurants were. So I kind of felt like, Oh, it was harder for me than it is for them. This time I feel like, Hey, we're all kind of in this together. <laughs> right. How did you take the news once you realized this is 
going to affect your company and employees? How did I take the news? Uh, that one was, um, like I said, I mean, I think for me is I immediately went into just, I don't even know how to kind of call it, but I, you know, I kind of go into this little bit of a crazy mode of, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm a crazy guy at that state where it's just like, look, it's all hands on deck. Um, you know, not, I'm not saying I'm the nicest person, but at one point it's, I'm having to make sure my management team understands the seriousness and the severity of what's about to come because not everybody sees it the same way when you start to recognize this magnitude. So you then realize that, um, you know, everybody's going to start looking at you in terms of, you have to just step into the leadership role. Like there is no, yeah, there's no handholding of, you know, you, you, you have to take the lead in times like this. And so we end up going into creating a crisis management team, um, must uh, the, the managers. And so we met, you know, twice a day, early in the morning, in the uh, evenings, making sure we're communicating with staff, making sure we can stay abreast of everything that's happening because it changed daily. And so in one minute, I think, you know, great. Well, we just got to worry about Duke and extend the hours. And next minute is like, damn, we can't, you know, we, we can't have anybody coming in, you know, we got to shut down for our live music entertainment. And so every single time things just kept changing. So having that constant communication was key. And again, I, I went through that part of, you know, how'd I take it? You know, went through some emotional piece for a good day uh, where it really was like, okay, how the hell am I going to get through this? And the quote that I, that really got me through the first week, a friend of mine sent it. She said, um, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. And when you get to a point where you realize you've been through enough stuff, you know, you're trained for this. In a sense of, if you know, you know, you got to be willing to just go through adversity, not give up. And so I realized, you know what, we've been trained for this, man. We, we're going to be okay. So just push through. And then I became okay. It's just one day at a time. So have you, you started to say it a little bit there that when you found out new things, you had to adjust and you found out something new and you had to adjust. What's that last piece of adjustment? Where, where are you right now in your adjustments with your, with your stores? For us, it was really moving towards integrating our website um, and knowing that that was going to be our primary source of communicating with customers and growing our revenue. And, uh, you know, I remember when we spoke before, man, you were saying how you had already made the transition to um, delivery service, which was brilliant on your part. And I realized that door delivery and delivery is going to be going to be crucial. So the first week, you know, our sales were down with 90%. Everybody was down. And I think everybody was trying to figure out how to convert to curbside takeout and um, a curbside pickup and takeout. You know, that week, man, we were uh, kind of really talking to our web developer on kind of changing up uh, our website so that, you know, people can go online. And because of our POS system with Toast, which uh, if you guys know, I mean, you can already integrate that stuff already. So we were able to convert our POS system into being able to take orders online. And then also, you know, spent the first week phone calls, man, I didn't give a damn. I was calling everybody in terms of those relationships and how to, you know, make sure that as the weeks come, you know, how do we pivot and begin collaborating with other people? And so, you know, whether that's being able to provide meals um, through, you know, uh, you know, with I think one restaurant again was doing Durham Housing Authority. We were able to 
get a relationship with Durham Public Schools to where we're, you know, delivering meals uh, for one weekend. And uh, that was, you know, that was that was huge for us, you know, especially that first week. So I think that was the nature for us is right, how do I start looking at developing relationships and how do I um, look at integrating our website? If you get, you know, I have this true belief that no matter what happens, if you, you can fight your way out of it. You know, and I'm seeing it all around, right? When everybody comes together, when they realize that you at the top are like, okay, here's what we got to do and do it. I get a lot less talk back from people. <laughs> a lot more like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. You have to make these decisions really quickly. It doesn't take you too much to figure out how to use your POS system. You're learning shit in like two hours that took you months right. to learn before, right? It, just, it seems to... Everybody comes together and works a lot more efficiently in these stressful times. The back part of that is what I'm going to ask you about is like, how's your mental health right now? Yeah, I, you know, so I'll jump into the mental health business in, in first, in second, but I wonder, it made me, what you just said made me think about something when dealing with your team is exercises, and I don't even say exercise, but just something like this, it also tests the resolve of your team. And it really allows you to see what your team is made of, but also understand where are some of the holes that you all can just naturally improve and come together. So that first week, I mean, I told you, man, we were, I mean, we were rolling. I was like, you know, I'm not sleeping. So yeah, y'all going to get a little sleep. And it was just one of those, just being honest, that we had to try to protect our staff because I knew right around the corner, we we're going to have to lay off our, our staff. And that was, that was huge. And, again, it's only a matter of time that, um, that, that falls onto the management crew. So the getting to the mental health pieces, that was on the frame of my mind of recognizing that I have a couple of weeks before I'm not going to be able to sustain this if zero dollars are coming in. And that at that point, that's when it's like, okay, we have to, um, I got I have to put a project on to a particular manager who I'm not sure I normally would do that under normal times. Um, but you know what? I need him to step up and get it done. And I'm going to help. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell him and be honest with him. Hey, look, I need you to take this on because I don't have the time to do this because I need to focus on something else. So I'm here. If you need me, call me. And he did. And, and I love the, the relationship that grew out of our, you know, that grew from us, uh, I think, as a much stronger bond with our, our management team. And, and, and that's a, an example for um, the entire crew and entire squad. And then on the mental health piece, man, that one, you know, I'm blessed. That I have a supportive wife that was really there to kind of help um, just kind of check on me. You know, it's, man, I was just going, I would, I was never eating. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden she kind of helped make sure I, you know, I stayed on top of just literally, man, just eating. <laughs> you know, because it's just you're just going nonstop, making sure the business doesn't sink. And so I think my mental health finally got to a point after about a week and a half that I think it was just, you know, I got to this one point. Where I just realized, you know what, man, at the end of the day, man, this is I got to leave it up to, to God. Man, I've always been a person of faith and, you know, the universe works the way it's supposed to. And it's hard to maintain that level of faith, that level of consciousness when all hope seems lost, especially when the more you read on the news and just everyone and start realizing people are, you know, passing away that you may know. And so I think for me, I had to kind of take a step away 
Um, and for me, it's prayer and meditation. Um, and so after about a good hour, man, you know, I just kind of had to have a one-on-one relationship with God and the universe. And, you know, I came back, felt refreshed. And all of a sudden, man, I got the one piece of good news that I needed kind of during this whole time of our sales had picked up. Because like you say, it wasn't as bad the week before. We were rustling. We were bustling. I sent out a post, kind of put my heart out there, just letting people know, hey, please support. Um, and from all of that, things just started happening one by one, where those phone calls I made the week before, they kind of landed to someone who could help. And I think we ended up getting our, we did, we ended up getting our first um, order to do I think like 200 uh, meals uh, for Saturday, which was great. That that gave us a little bit of a uh, a lifeline to keep going. And so I think for my mental health, that piece is still with me. So now I'm in just a I'm in a very strong place where I'm I'm very good mentally. Where it's just you know at the end of the day, man, what, what's going to happen is going to happen. Um, and I know sometimes that sounds that's not always the most peaceful thing to say to some people who are so dependent on the business survival, surviving, and that's again it being your livelihood. But you know we could. That's a whole nother story time we could talk about. But I got to a point a long time ago when I went through um, buying our building and moving into this new location. And I almost went out of business. I was a weekend away from going out of business because construction was over budget, because of a bad contractor, just loads of crap. And when you kind of get to this point where you realize, man, at the end of the day, I'm not defined by my business. You know, my wife and my kids and my my health, I mean, that's what's most important. So I love my business. I love BU. I love I love the staff. I love everything about it, but I'm not defined by it. And I think reminding myself of that allowed me to continue on to say, you know what, work my ass off, keep pushing, and the cars will lay where they lay, and I'm, I'll be okay. You know, I think a lot of times people, people in this business, we don't really talk about our spirituality that much in the restaurant business. And mine's fairly new to me. I haven't really been that spirit spiritual except for the last few years but man i can't really express how important that part of prayer has been through this process that that ability to realize that there's something bigger than you that you don't control everything that you can do what you can do there's a bigger plan i found a lot of uh, solace in that and it was, it's good to hear you talk about it too because you know i know there's a lot of people that are in this business that you know, may, may not believe in a God or believe in something big, but when something happens and you're looking for something, it seems to always be there. It's brought me a lot of peace. And your article was great. You wrote that I saw on LinkedIn, you know, you start Thanks, man. and that's, and that's really big right now. I'm, I'm trying to express that as well. You know, it's funny. That's what, it goes back into like one of those byproducts of in faith, because again, that was getting to a point where I realized, you know, it is, it's not about me, man, and put my faith out there. And all of a sudden, um, that article gained traction, which led to somebody who ended up introducing me to someone who wrote the article. I mean, it's crazy how little things like that happen. Um, you know, yeah. It would not, I think that's the irony, right, is in restaurants, we always want to say we're in control. Like, we control the, the process of food. We control everything. But at the end of the day, man, just like the customer experience, you can't always control everything. That's what makes the restaurant business so spectacular. It's one of the authentic human forms that's been around for ages. And that interaction, and it's, it's a human business, 
you can't control it because it's, it's, it's human. And so I think you apply that to life. You can't control life. And once you get to a point where it's just like, you know, you kind of have to let be, let be and do the best you can. And, uh, you know, yeah, everything else seems to fall into place after that. So that's a good lead into this next question is like, what's most important to you right now? I mean, it's so easy to, to say my family is, you know, the most important thing to me right now. Um, but, you know, I think, um, wow, that is, yeah, I, I feel like it's weird. I think that's the thing right now. There's so many things that are important because on one instance, I'm trying to help others and make sure we're helping, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm helping the economy by, you know, part of me just being a natural economist, but, you know, I want to be able to help um, both our business and other restaurants. Like, how do we get money back in the economy? Because that's important to keep our economy going and serve everyone. You know, I want to help the, you know, first frontline responders and being able to help donate meals and taking care of them because I know the hospital is about to get hit, uh, especially like in other states. It's been, been, you know, it's been pretty ugly. So I think my challenge has been trying to narrow my focus down and, and realize that both part making sure we sustain ourselves, but not try to do too much either until we, you know, every step of the way is you're able to save one person save yourself then you can save another person you guys are good okay save another okay you guys save another and so that's one thing i'm kind of right now what's most important for me is i feel like we're in a position now we're going to be okay and so how do i look at expanding that and helping to serve someone else um and it's funny man to that point of the mental health and the spiritual side buddy of mine um recommended a book last summer called the um business secrets of the bible um, ancient Jewish laws of wisdom. And what's interesting is, you know, it's written by this rabbi and I'm not Jewish, but I thought what was interesting from the biblical principles that he was speaking about was at the end of the day, when we think about what all of us are in this for, you know, the beauty and the nature of the restaurant business, man, we're all in it. To, we're all in it to serve. Like if you think about it, it's all, like, we all have this, it's something unique that we all share. That's how we all connect. Every time you meet somebody else in the business, I don't care if it's over drinks or if it's just talk. But at the end of the day, we all have that same underlying, just unique feel. We love taking care of a guest, that guest experience. It's just it's, it's that nature of the serving, even if it's about the quality of, of our food and we want to make sure they enjoy it. And I think when we get back to the basis of serving, then money becomes the byproduct. Everything else is just the byproduct. And so it's you know, when you say what's most important for me now, man, it's really just making sure I don't lose a sense of serving, even through the middle of a crisis, because at the end of the day, that's still what it's ultimately about is to serve others. I think we're, you know, hopefully I have this belief that we'll end up better when this is over. Like there's some awakening that's going on right now. And, you know, these type of feelings that you're having now to serve may have not been at the forefront as business goes and everything gets clouded, but it takes you back to like, why did you get into this to begin with? Well said. So when you when you look at the stimulus package that's out, how are you interpreting that for your business? Yeah. So when I think about the uh, the stimulus package, man, there's so much information that's out there that I've also had to learn how to. It's gonna sound silly, but I've also had to learn how to tune some of it out because everybody really wants to help, which is great. And so I think once you realize a lot of it's the same repetitive information, then you got to be very careful and just kind of follow what you need to follow. And so uh, for me, I've, you know, I'm staying up to date in terms of what grants that may be out there that we can get uh, apply for. Um, you know, the other piece is 
you know, I understand with the um, the 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 emergency. What is it? The uh, the EDI EIDLs, the emergency disaster relief. But those basic that basic loan. You know, I applied for that one what uh, a, a week ago, and still haven't heard back. But the good news is they've just updated the application. So if you don't know the new streamline process to get the uh, $10,000 advance. So, you know, hopefully if they're going to really honor that, we'll get the $10,000, you know, relief no matter what happens right away. So navigating with that, but also waiting for the CARE Act to really take effect so we can apply for that actual uh, economic disaster relief loan. Um, I'm looking at the, uh, what, payroll protection one. The nice thing is that one seems to be through the banks. So um, we're able to, you know, we have a, a 504 loan when we bought our building. So kind of already being affiliated with the SBA, that's a good sign that we can go to the bank to uh, apply for that payroll protection. Um, Toast sent out a really great uh, Excel spreadsheet. And if you, uh, Tom, if you, you may already have it, I think you were Toast. If not, I can send it to you. So for everyone to go ahead and figure out what your payroll expenses are and you know, then, yeah, being able to figure out what that amount's going to be. So now I know, all right, how much I can get for the payroll protection piece so I can go back and take care of my staff. Because uh, we did have to temporarily lay off a couple of people, well, a large majority. So I'm excited to be able to go back and take care of them. Um, once the SBA comes through, I'll be able to apply for that one. My bank finally gave me a call, thank God, the other day. So my bank is stepping in to kind of help me out. Um, so definitely kudos to uh, Truist Bank, formerly BB&T. And then also Mechanics and Farmers has been involved with helping me in terms of if I need a line of credit. And so, you know, I think being able to go to the banking relationships, and that's why it's so important, man, as a small business, as a restaurant, to have a really good relationship with your bank. Because, I mean, they've stepped in to help me out to get that cushion. So, yeah, man, I'm actually faring, uh, I'm faring okay right now. How do you see the future of your business moving forward? Oh, wait. Right. That's a man. I'm telling you, that's the that is the conundrum. And, I, you know, I know it's silly to say, but also a little excitement is I don't fully know because no one really knows what's going to happen over the next 60 to 90 days. I definitely realized that, you know, we had um, been looking at the nature of, you know, getting inside the airports. And um, part of that was, you know looking at just how airports, airport concessions was really cool. But, you know, right now that entire industry, man, is changing. And it, I, I don't think that's going to be the same for another three years. So that whole nature of it is just going to be different. The, the idea of rapid growth, uh, I think, in terms of this bull economy is not necessarily the same as before. So I think for us is we're just going to be able to, we're going to have to look at unique, opportunities that are right for us because we have always kind of looked at wanting to grow a little bit. But I think it's also getting back to its pure basic form. So one thing about our business that I know off the back is getting back to the live music. You know, I discontinued live music back after um, starting in 2019. Frankly, it was hell. I mean, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, think about it. You got, that's one thing I love talking to other restaurateurs, man. You think about breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night, bars, cocktail bar service, plus espresso and coffee bar. That's a lot trying to just under one roof, not to mention negotiating contracts and a music schedule and a calendar with live music. So all of that, we had to take a we had to step away and create a uh, and step back to simplify that model. And so we started 
getting back into that in a much more, uh, I think, kind of uh, in a smarter way. And so I'm excited now when we open up, I think we can hit that ground running again because I think live music is really important. It's kind of a part of our who we are at BU Cafe downtown. And um, I think it's important that people need a place to come together when this is all over. And so, again, getting back to serving, I am, I am reinvigorated to open, to get back into live music, which has not been the case um, over the past couple of years. But now I really am excited to do that again because we, people need it. And, you know, it, it's easy to want to serve in that capacity when it feels like it's a drain. You know, my brother and I have been talking to Loxy owns a restaurant too, and we both feel like we're re-engaged, you know, we're mm. it's kind of brought some juices back to the forefront. I expect when this is over, there's going to be a, a surge in some creativity. You know, things are a little bit stale across, across the industry in my mind a little bit. People are riding, doing the same kind of stuff. Everybody was kind of copying everybody else. I expect it to kind of branch out a little bit. So that's going to be fun to watch. What do you think is going to happen with, in terms of cuisine? Like I, I was always surprised that it seemed like the nature of cuisine has been just explosive in terms of all sorts of creativity. I saw food get to where people were starting to do what other people did because that's what people expected to see when they went out. So I, I saw it getting a little bit too close to what everybody else is doing. What I expect is it to go back to people cooking what they enjoy to cook. So I think, and by, this is only my belief, but I think what you may see, at least with independent restaurants, is not say, fuck it, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do what I want to do instead of doing what they think the customer wants. I, I think there may be something that happens there. It's at least what I viewed as you see these surges of creativity and then get out. This is the, the most I've ever seen to where restaurants were doing really similar dishes to other restaurants all around town. I, had, I hadn't really seen that in years like I have in the last couple of years because it's been such a bubble and it's been a hard business to really get any traction in. And people, when they're not doing well, look to the, per the person next to them that they think's doing well. And to an extent, they copy it a little bit. You know, it's kind of what I, we said earlier, I think, in terms of why are we all doing this? And I think at the end of the day, it's a reminder about the basics of this industry is always meant to serve one another. And I think that's always been the nobility piece about being in the food and beverage industry. And you're right, it's gotten so much into, you know, how much can someone make and you know, I want to make X amount of money, but not necessarily deliver the level of service that goes along with it. Um, or I want to come in, I just, you know, just want to criticize a restaurant and I want to be a critic and write Yelp reviews without necessarily, you know, caring about the, the feelings of the, the restaurant tour who's putting this together and the people that work there. And I'm, and I'm hoping there will be a resurgence of this level of synergy between um restaurant owners and operators, between um, employees who are there to serve, and between customers who can be more understanding of it being a human business and why, as we are all coming together, uh, which we clearly, we all miss, why that's so important on all fronts. And with that, you know, we're all serving each other for the greater good of our, you know, of our community, uh, for humankind. Because again, the virus is a great example to remind us of how easily it 
can all be taken away um, and why, you know, human human interaction and how we treat each other is so important. So, yeah. Right on, man. And this has been great. It's been great hearing how you've handled this going through it, what your beliefs are, what we can get out of this, and uh, just keep fighting, man. Hey, no doubt, man. Hey, continue blessings. You too. Keep fighting. And thanks for the invite again. Be well, man.